calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Sarah Michelle Gallagher, Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. To we stand together, an academic pop culture symposium. Mm-hmm. We are the pop culture professors, smart people, talking dumb topics. I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. I'm Lauren Brickman. And you know what? As of today, no one has come to take away my master's degree. That's interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. They haven't done it yet. So still have a master's degree and still legally allowed in classrooms. Was wow. in two today. Was in two You keep today. using the word legal every time you introduce mm-hmm. yourself. And I just, mm-hmm. I, I, there's some distinction going on in your mind and I'm so mm-hmm. curious what it is, but maybe <laughs> for legal reasons you cannot say. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I, I talk a lot in class about credibility and I use okay. myself as an example. I say, you know, 
there's initial credibility, there's different stages of credibility. And I say, you know, when you walk into my classroom, I have a certain level of credibility because you assume I've been vetted. You assume that there are legal documents, you right? <laughs> you are weaseling out of every conversation you're in all day. <laughs> but I explain it. It's like, and then every every class, I have an opportunity to make a deposit in that credibility bank or make a gotcha. withdraw from that credibility bank. So I think it's just like been on my mind a lot because gotcha. of examples I've been giving. Well, you know what's been on my mind a lot is standing. What? Well, Keelan, that's what's on our minds all day, every day. What are you standing this week? Like, what, what, what is standing? And then, you know, use it in a weekly sentence. <laughs> In a weekly sentence, yes. Uh, so standing is the act of being an obsessive fan of something or someone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're always stretching the limits of what it can be here. And stand stands, if any of you are following either me personally on social media or our TikTok account, you'll already be aware of my stand at the moment, but I can't stop talking about it, so I will bring it up again. But I'm like getting, I might oh, actually wow. start crying just right now. But the movie, everything, everywhere, all of the time, I am obsessed with it. I am standing Michelle Yeoh. I am just, I went with one of my best friends, shout out to Katie Swan, who is a big Stan Stan. We went and I, first of all, I have to admit, I thought we were seeing the Sandra Bullock movie, Lost City. (laughs) I did not purchase the tickets. I literally. A willful prank or misunderstanding? So she texted me, hey, do you want to see Lost City? Or, and I didn't see the or everything, but she wrote, she didn't write the name of the movie. She just wrote initials. And I was like in Uh. class. So I like, I didn't read the whole text. I didn't know there was options. I just said, yeah, I'll see that. So I thought I was seeing Lost City. Also, I will also say before the movie, uh, we had like a heart to heart. I was already a little vulnerable, but like thought I was walking into a Sandra Bullock movie where I would regain some, some balance. Right, right. It was not until the movie started that I whispered, what movie did you buy tickets to? And she goes, what? And then she, I could, and then I finally realized, oh, we're not seeing Lost City. Like it took me, we were in it before I knew what I was seeing. I was like, this doesn't feel like Daniel Radcliffe's going to pop up out of nowhere. Um, anyways, so that was disconcerting. But once I like adjusted to the, what was, I, so what I'm saying is I went in completely ill prepared for what I was going to experience. I went in already feeling a little emotionally raw. And when I tell you there is a moment where one of the characters says, just be kind. And literally I started crying. And from that moment forward, did not stop crying until probably 30 minutes after the movie ended. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Like was crying so hard that Katie, I posted the video on our, we stand TikTok and I posted on, on Instagram and Katie then reposted it. She tagged the movie in it. The movie then re-tagged it. And then I ended up having an Instagram conversation with one of the producers who told me that I was in a, they dropped the video in a group wow. chat and that the director, he sent, me, he sent me a screenshot where the director was like, that's so moving. You're going to get cast. You're going to get cast off oh, of this. See, you go that direction. You go, oh my God, this is this is gonna do you so well and i think oh my god i'm gonna get a restraining order that both could be true both could be true but anyways i, I didn't book the movie but i did book the group chat between one of the producers and you at booked least, a group that's director. huge though. i booked a group chat i booked you, a group that chat is huge so that happened so that's my wow. state of the week that movie michelle yo everyone that helped make it i have chills it was just so good and i don't want to ruin it so if you haven't seen it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give anything away but i hope you violently sob and turn 
to whoever is next to you and say, I love you. Oh. <laughs> oh, anyways, Caitlin, what's your stand? I mean, I got I got nothing compared to that story. I got absolutely okay. nothing. Okay. But I have been enjoying the Andy Warhol Diaries on Netflix. Mm. It's a six part documentary on Andy Warhol. And like, let's be honest, um, Netflix has been making a lot of docs. They're not all good. They're just not okay. all good. They used to be all good. It's true. They used to, you could watch them and you'd be like, this is great. It's not true anymore. So that's why I'm telling you guys, if you have even half an interest, it's definitely worth it. Really entertaining. And then Lauren, you actually have not seen this documentary, but not. You, you found some related Andy Warhol material that relates to last week's episode. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, on Instagram where clearly everyone now knows I live one Tree Hill rewatch podcast, Drama Queens, had uh, the actor who played Keith Scott on who revealed he had been a model for Warhol. And I guess a story he had told them all when they were on the show is that he had never seen the photo. Cut two. The photo was found. It was printed. I guess it's in this documentary. Yeah, I guess a woman then called in to watch what happens live this week. <laughs> well, friend of the show and former guest co-host Lauren Ashley Smith told us that a woman called into. Andy Cohen's radio show to say that she had masturbated to the documentary. Uh, so we can only assume this woman has masturbated to the actor who played Keith Scott. And that is the news we are bringing you. We are synthesizing so many things here on this show. <laughs> Thank you to field reporter Lauren Ashley Smith. Lauren Ashley Smith, keeping me up to date. Thank you, Lauren, for doing it. No one works harder in the world than Lauren Ashley Smith. Somehow she keeps a full-time job is and can still update my ass all day every day about what's happening in the world I lo you love to see well, it. you know who uh updated <laughs> yeah. let's see if i can let's stick let's this see landing pull this one who up. updated a five star land five star review landing is jah515 Mm. who uh, left this five-star review. I absolutely oh, wow. love this podcast. Each guest is so unique and can dive so deep on any topic while still being absolutely hilarious. Caitlin oh, and Lauren wow. are just two of the greatest comedians out there. I even checked out a few of their live shows in New York City. We have one coming up. Uh, and they were interactive and super fun. A perfect date oh, wow. night or group hang. Wow. I can't believe how much we've rambled because I'm I'm actually yeah. like we. Dying. I think we're both nervous. I think we're both nervous. Yeah, we're nervous. We're, let's let's actually do a powwow. Let's so, make it longer. Yeah, we're so excited about tonight's guest and tonight's topic that we are we are like children before Christmas, just getting into trouble because we can't contain ourselves. Yes, please welcome Chrissy Shackelford. Wow, the energy is electric in here. It's definitely <laughs> the energy's buzzing. And I mean, we have Christy to talk. Uh, as the listeners know, we're doing WB mm -hmm. Madness this month. We're talking about all shows WB, and this one was a natural. Uh, mm -hmm. that we'll be discussing, and this was the natural guest. We're talking Felicity. Oh Ugh. my gosh, Felicity! Uh, what a what a important piece of culture. Yes. What an important piece of art and Correct. something that I, until we started working on this episode, I hadn't realized I've already brought up so many times on this podcast, yeah. but like we needed to come back. We needed to really dive in deeply. Now, I'm curious, what is everyone's Felicity journey? Mm. Like, when did you start watching it? How did you come to come to watch it? Chrissy, like, what's your what's your Felicity journey? Right. Great question. Of course, this is a, a fantastic question. And I, and I was prepared for it my felicity journey i watched it when it was on air and for people who don't know that would have i was eight eight mm -hmm. to 12 when that was yeah. coming on i have an older sister 
who's 10 years older. So she was watching Dawson's Creek and then she was watching Felicity mm-hmm. and that re- uh, trickle down culture, mm-hmm. as I call Important. it. Important. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember one time specifically being like 10 or 11 years old because it was mm-hmm. the third season. <laughs> getting driven home by my softball coach, who was also wow. the, the father of my best friend, who was also in the car at the time. And he was dropping another girl off. And I like whispered to my friend being like, I really need to get home because there was a cliffhanger in the last Felicity episode. Oh and it was the God. episode where Eddie Cahill's character, I forget that oh guy's my name, gosh, yes, shoots yes. into the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And then they were off the air for like three months. That was their winter oh. cliffhanger. And me, even as an 11 year old, was like, I need to get home because I need to see who got shot yeah, on absolutely. Felicity. And then I remember oh, her telling the dad, like, you need to get home quick. She, my friend, not having any understanding of what Felicity oh, was, but like, friend. you have to get home quick. She has to see who got shot. As if this were like my Dallas, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> as if it were like, who shot JR? It was in a way, I suppose. Was, yeah. Who did Eddie K. Hill shoot? Oh my gosh. I love and- that. For anyone who doesn't realize how wild it is that at such a young age, Chrissy was watching this, like, to be very clear, this was a college drama. Right. It was, you know, this was a a WB cornerstone, and it was centered around, you know... It's a perfect show for the for us to talk about because really Felicity is a stand. Like <laughs> this is a show yeah. that is yeah. whole premises. I, She's so obsessed with the boy, she follows him to college. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be more in our wheelhouse. Something that would have been so unacceptable if the genders were reversed. Canceled mm-hmm, episode mm-hmm. one. <laughs> it's an incredible <laughs> feat. The whole first season is an incredible feat in like mm-hmm. in still liking the character of Felicity. Because yeah. the choices she makes are bonkers. Oh, absolutely. And Lauren, uh, to answer your question about my credit, yeah. my journey, I'm much mm-hmm. older than Chrissy, it turns out. My first year <laughs> of college was Felicity's last year. So I remember watching mm. it in a dorm and just being like, wow, this is like culture about me, like in a lot of ways. Like it felt so like, hmm, I'm part of this. Now, don't get me wrong. When you are those ages, like mm-hmm. Carrie Russell seems... 20 years older than me because if someone's sure. 22 when you're 18 that's 20 25 year difference but yeah. i was just like wow the culture <laughs> no i mean even as an eight-year-old i felt like yes, i was in college too yeah <laughs> this is it's so weird when we when we dissect our ages in moments like this it's crazy that we're not that we're not separated by that much time, but it, but to know that you were that age when you were watching Felicity and to know that like I was in between you two, like I was like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I think. Oh, that would be a great time to watch Felicity yeah, for the, the best, first honestly. time. And it's so wild because it was like, I think it came yeah. out like September 98, which I think was my fifth grade year, I think. That was somewhere around there. 10th grade year. So yeah. That, that would make sense because it, it yeah. if, for the listeners that don't know, this the show ran four seasons just aligning with her college career. Nothing before, nothing after. Literally nothing after, actually. Literally. Literally, literally nothing after, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll dive into. We will. We will have to get there. But if you haven't, if you've never seen Felicity and you're like, well, there, this is seeming like a really straightforward show. There's no time no travel. Boy. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> if you think this is just a really naturalistic show about a young woman and her journey or coming of age journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you realize it was created by J.J. Abrams and mm-hmm. he was really figuring himself out during the show. 
<laughs> we all were. We all were. It's true. It's true. But this show, you know, a word to bring up a word that we used before we started recording, this cast was stacked. This was a stacked cast. <laughs> I mean, it was starred Carrie Russell, Scott Speedman, Amy Jo Johnson, Tanky Miller, Scott Foley, Greg Gunberg, Amanda Foreman, and Ian Gomez with narration by Janine Garofalo, baby. Incredible. That was so nice of you to list every person in the cast underneath the stacked banner. <laughs> and to, me, <laughs> to me, every one of those people is stacked. Wow. I mean, now maybe, sure, Greg Grunberg or whatever could now be considered stacked because of his adjacency with the Marvel um, world, but mm-hmm. I would not say that he would have been at the time considered stacked in that deadline release. <laughs> to me, he ha- he was filling a Star Is Born. What else do you need to have done? Yes, but Lauren, what she's saying is that wasn't true at the time of the show coming out. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Wait, Lauren, are you time yeah. traveling? I am. I am. Oh no! You did a spell, didn't you? You did a spell. If you did a spell, you have to tell us. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I got really into Wicca, and now I don't know what year it is. Yes, but at the time when it came out, you knew Carrie Russell possibly from Mickey Mouse Club, and of course Amy Joe as Power Ranger, Pink Power Ranger, specifically. Yeah, Yeah. you know that's a stacked Power Ranger. I mean, truly, though, considering I was in fifth grade, it did mean a lot to me that a Power Ranger was on another TV show. I think they knew what they were doing. Yeah. She's the only name recognition Power Ranger, I would say. Right? Or were there others? I couldn't remember a name. I couldn't name a single other Power Ranger. Sorry to the listeners that may have been Power Rangers. (laughs) So I guess I guess I was wrong. I guess this cast wasn't at the time stacked, but it was up and it has since grown into itself it was a star launch it was a star maker yes yeah that's, that's a good way to put it on yeah i guess it was a star maker they stacked okay. themselves they stacked <laughs> stacked themselves with their bootstrap it was a stack maker a stack maker Maybe. i love stack maker stack maker that's really good you need to you need to copyright that immediately. Stack maker. Oh, immediately. Immediately. I will. With the college degree I got from watching this show while uh, Carrie Russell attended uh, University of New York because New York University would not allow them to say NYU. One of the most glaring things, rewatching even for this show, I it pings mm-hmm. my ear every time. It's a total nightmare. <laughs> it pings my ear. It pings my eyes whenever you see banners just Uni. in the background that say UNY. <laughs> Why didn't mm-hmm. they? Make it like a step more different so that you wouldn't like everyone would know it's in my you. Like, why not like Empire College? Empire, Empire College, that's good. Thank you. I don't know. I guess they probably wanted it to feel I'm defending them at all odds. Absolutely. But they probably wanted to feel like the a huge college as opposed to like what is it? Another right, New right, York right. college, like Pace. It's gonna mm-hmm. feel kind of mm-hmm. small. I just don't understand why NYU wouldn't sign on. Well, it's because I have a reason. I actually found this in my research this week. Okay. They were afraid it was going to be too risque and they didn't want to oh, be associated really. with the brand. That's so funny because it's, it's not. not at all. But they were they were terrified it was going to do damage to their brand. But because I knew that the college was called NYU, I assumed every brand was fake. So when I came to New York and saw that Dean and DeLuca was real, I was like, What? <laughs> I also didn't realize Dean and DeLuca was real until I moved to New York. Yep. And I was like, oh, I thought this was Central Perk. Yes, same. And it sounds fake. Dean and DeLuca. I also think mm-hmm. NYU should have 
really signed on because of all the shows that revolve around a college or a school experience. This actually Mm. shows them doing school. Yeah. Their classes are a huge plot point in so much of it. They are students. They are students first and they are lovers second. (laughs) Right. And a lot of the minutia of college stuff, even Noel being an RA and everything like is really represented. That's so funny. It's really impressive, Mm. I think, actually, how much they lean into the college experience because most of these shows, you know, I guess Dawson's was having a lot of schoolwork. Joey's like going through college prep and like Mm -hmm. Joshua Jackson is obviously fucking the English teacher. Excuse my language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really school becomes like background in a lot of these and certainly in One Tree Hill, you know, school's becoming background. And in their college years, especially like. Yes. And and then One Tree Hill famously skipped the college years because they could not figure out a way to handle it. (laughs) Iconic and correct. (laughs) It is good to know your own limits. Absolutely. I think I have to do something a little atypical this week. Oh, okay. okay. Well. Typically, we we dive into a game up top. Right. But because right. of the nature of this work of art and, and the incredible mind that is Chrissy Shackelford being our guest this week, I think I have to start with my thesis because my thesis is actually right. okay. more of what I like to call in my classroom a brain buster. You know, Sometimes I bring in questions for my students to contemplate and to think about and to sort of, you know, not necessarily find definitive answers to things, but to sort of just, you know, facilitate conversation to get our imaginations cooking. And so this week, what I want to present to you is a piece of information that I had forgotten But now that I have been reminded of it, I can't stop thinking about the butterfly effect of pop culture that would have been Mm -hmm. had they gone with their original casting on this show, which was originally Scott Foley was signed on to play Ben Covington. He was not originally supposed to play Noel. Uh, for those who don't remember, uh, Noel was a nerdy, like, RA that Felicity kind of accidentally falls in love with, as opposed to Ben, who was the hot shot from her high school that she followed to New York. And so originally, Scott was supposed to be the cool guy, the love, like, the, the, the driving force behind uh, all of Felicity's behavior, but instead played this sort of, like, goofy, sad sack tech boy. and. There's just so many ripple effects of that casting. And so I have a few specific questions, but I just sort of want to first open the floor to just initial thoughts, reactions. Did you know about this? Does it disturb you? How do you feel about it? What disturbs me in that scenario is not Scott Foley being a versatile enough actor to play Cool boy. No, no. What yeah. disturbed me is an absence of Scott Speedman. Thank you. Because Scott Speedman, I'm assuming, I knew Scott Foley had initially like gone out for Ben. I don't think yes. Scott Speedman was ever considered for Noel. And he would not, he just would actively would not work. I could see Scott Foley playing cool guy. I cannot see Scott Speedman playing neurotic, like hyper anxious yeah. RA. So then sure. you have a different right. actor in. So there's no Scott Speedman at all, which to me, Really, thr- I think Carrie Russell is a fantastic actor, can have chemistry with anyone, but her and Scott Speedman's chemistry is off the charts. And that's what makes it always been. 
in every rewatch. That's what makes it always bend is their chemistry. Interesting. And I have to say, and I should have said this as my credit, I once sat next to Scott Speedman <gasps> at an intelligentsia in Los right. Angeles. And he sat there and he worked on an iPad that was shattered. Good. And iPad that shattered is essentially <laughs> been energy. Wow. It it cannot translate to null. Null would get it fixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just work on something else for a while. Mm-hmm. Ben's energy is my fingers will be all cut up. I have this iPad. Well, because like famously, that's sort of what the the article that I read said. They were sort of like, listen, Scott would have been a great Ben, but we but we couldn't find a Noel. We just we we couldn't find anyone that could pull off Noel. But then in the they didn't get Scott until the eleventh hour. I think he like booked it off a self tape, which nobody was doing back then. And like three days later, was on set in L.A. where he didn't live. Scott Speedman. Yeah. We got a lot of Scots. We got a lot of Scots. Fantastic. I love it, right? I think that makes total sense because he's electric on screen. I Mm -hmm. (laughs) turned into a 50-year-old woman in Hollywood. He's electric Mm -hmm. on screen. Yeah. He does bring something where it's obviously, and you know, like the the initial plot point Mm -hmm. isn't a good idea of Felicity's, but you buy it. And again, for those of you who don't know, she uh, gets her yearbook signed by her high school crush, Ben, who says, like, wish we'd gotten to know each other. It, pretty meaningless, but she takes this as a sign that she should not go to Stanford and instead go to fictional University of New York. <laughs> yeah, Stanford's real. University of New York is not. <laughs> I know. Why didn't they do a Stansberry? I mean, I'm upset. But you kind of buy it. Like, with his energy, sure. you're like, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And that's what makes the first season so compelling. And I think that's what makes the very hard task of making the character Felicity likable when she's doing Mm -hmm. all of these psycho things and basically like the first eight episodes is that you kind of get it because he's someone who's so nice Mm -hmm. that you could see someone misinterpreting every, every little thing he does as like a come on or an invitation. When it's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. not, he's just nice and he, sm- he has that weird smile. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So here, here are a couple of my questions. Yeah. So in a world where Scott Foley was Ben Covington, then he meets but is not cast opposite a young Jennifer Garner as his, who played his girlfriend. Jennifer Garner Hannah. played Hannah, oh, Noel's girlfriend. And they got married in real life. What does a world look like where Jennifer Garner's first husband is not Scott Foley? Fuck, that's... Right? Like, how... I'm going to put down my headphones for a while. I know, that actually, like, hurts my brain to think about because that is a ripple. That is a ripple that reaches Jennifer Lopez. Yes, because if we don't have a Jennifer Garner, Scott Foley marriage and disillusion of marriage, I don't think we have a Jennifer Garner who's in a place to marry Ben Affleck. I don't think she makes that move. But is that better for her? It's better for her. Oh, it's so much better for her. She wins. Even though Scott Foley seems like a good husband. It's better for her. It's worse for J-Lo. Because Ben needed Mm -hmm. to go through Jennifer Garner to get to be the man he could be for J-Lo round two. But Jennifer Garner did not need Ben Affleck. No. Honestly, maybe probably did worse for her in her life. Yeah. So which which woman do we want better for? Jennifer Lopez or Jennifer Garner? That's really the choice we're making. (sighs) I think what's hard for me is that I love the comeback story of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez round two. And that for me as a pop culture fan, can I live in a world where I don't have that? But do I want to live in a world where Jennifer Gardner, maybe 
never broken to film and TV and is just happily living her life pleasantly as a stay-at-home mom. Do I want that? Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you she still would have broken because her breaking into, well, she went to Alias after this, J.J. Abrams, from this like little role. And that would have happened with or without Scott Foley. In some ways, Scott Foley probably held her TV and movie career back. Oh, I agree. Except I don't know if you don't have Scott Speedman as Ben. I don't know. Felicity makes it long enough for us to get Jennifer Garner on as Hannah. I don't know if it gets past the pilot. A few things. Jennifer Garner is no innocent gal. (laughs) She left... Scott Foley for uh, the guy from Alias. Michael Barton. That I did not know. Because she was in love with Ben Affleck from Mm -hmm. meeting him on Daredevil. Mm -hmm. She was playing the game too in a nicer girl way and in a kind of girl that will give you fast food on your way to the lab. Like she's going to do the work. But she's not a dummy here either certainly not certainly so it's it's hard to i see what you're saying it's like could she have been cast as gretchen on dawson yes yes (laughs) she would yeah wow a little bit of a turn honestly though i would have loved her gretchen i think the gretchen the woman we've talked about this before the woman who plays gretchen on dawson's creek very talented actress was forty five thousand years older than everyone else on that show in a way that made me feel insane I respect that though now. Somehow I love her. I love Gretchen in Dawson's because she seems so much older. And I'm just like, she, you know who Gretchen on Dawson's is? She's Alana Hyman Linkrish Pizza. You know, she's having the same journey yeah. of being mm-hmm. like, wait, mm-hmm. I'm this like way older woman, like hanging out with a 15 year old. Don't you think that's fucked up? Wait, and also, isn't Gretchen Rosoli and Isles? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, Jennifer Garner and Rosoli and Isles. <laughs> Is what we're missing. That would have yeah. been really good for her. But, well, not good for her, but, but it would have been good for Rizzoli and Isles. It, interesting. <laughs> Rizzoli and Isles would have benefited from Garner. I don't know if Garner mm-hmm. would have benefited from Rizzoli and Isles. Do we get the movie Yes Day when Scott Foley is cast as Ben Covington? That's the question. Do we get the Netflix movie Yes Day? Oh, my God. It's so complicated because then it opens up all these other really complicated questions about the trajectory of all of their careers. Because if we have a a world in which Scott Foley is Ben, then what does that do to the Grey's Anatomy universe where both Scott Foley and Scott Speedman have been vitally important? In fact, so vitally important that not only is Scott Speedman currently starring on Grey's Anatomy this season, but... Scott Foley's character was mentioned in the most recent episode. I know. I was just going to say that. Henry is one of the most lasting characters ever. He reverberates in those halls. You know, I'm not caught up on Grey's, but I I have watched enough Mm -hmm. through Foley, um, Mm -hmm. obviously. Great storyline. But this leads to, you know, my biggest Mm -hmm. thought or theory Mm -hmm. or idea, which is that they shouldn't reboot Felicity. But if they were to, medical Mm -hmm. drama. Wow. Medical drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Felicity and wow. Ben went on to be doxters, did they not? Doxters. <laughs> doxters. Yeah, famous doxters. Did they not? I have just a few other last questions yeah, to, yeah. to ask you all because I've been, you know, it's just so hard to imagine a timeline in which Scott Speedman is not having such a huge moment in the year 2022. But let's say for a minute, he never booked the, the part and Scott is playing mm-hmm. Ben. What other stars of the late 90s that were kicking around, who do you think might have ended up as an old? Who do you think would have been ill-cast? 
Do you have any thoughts about who could have ended up in that seat? You mean who's second to Foley, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, who's second to Foley mm -hmm. in the version of Felicity that just doesn't quite work, but it, it's what we, what we almost would have gotten. Colin Hanks. Interesting. Oh, the visceral reaction to how bad that would be. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't like it, but I can see them going with it. Well, yeah, because when when was Roswell? Roswell would have been what? A little later. A little later. So he would have been kicking around, though. They would have been. Well, no, it would have been that. It would have been that next year because so Felicity was fall of ninety eight. Roswell was fall of ninety nine. So yeah. Colin was hanging out on those studio lots. I'm trying to even think of wow. who was floating around back then who wasn't already on one of these shows. And I'm like, the only name that's coming to my head, which I think would be a bad Noel, could be a good Ben, is Josh mm -hmm. Hartnett. I don't think he would have done TV at that uh, point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's a bad Noel. It's just that's the only mm -hmm. name of that era that's coming to me. I could see them thinking it's going to work. I could though. too. Like, I, I know what you mean. It wouldn't work, but I could see them convincing yeah. themselves. I wonder if at some point during screen tests, because it was a couple, it was several years after, but I wonder if they ever brought Jared Leto in to read for Ben Covington. Simply because of the my so-called life of it mm -hmm. all? I don't think so. Yeah. That would be a hard sell, I think, because of my so-called life. I bet he didn't even take the meeting. That He seems like that kind of asshole. Yeah, I don't think he was interested in television yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's really scary. It's just really scary to think about what could have been. And I just have one last moment of horror to have you all consider and think about. To circle back oh, where God. we started with my questions with Jennifer Gardner. I, this week, read that J.J. <laughs> Abrams, as he was spinning off into his sci-fi and getting bored with the groundedness of Felicity... He had the idea for Alias while he was still working on Felicity and still under contract with WB. He... As is clear. It's very clear. But allegedly, <laughs> he first pitched it to the WB. And the way I read this article was that he originally pitched it to star Carrie Russell in the Jennifer Garner role. That makes sense. What does that pop culture butterfly effect look like if Carrie Russell is Alias? You know... That means there's no Americans because she would have already yeah, done right. the damn thing. Yeah. Which means she doesn't meet her husband, Matthew Reese. And it means Jennifer Gardner never meets and Jennifer Gardner never meets Michael Varton. Which is actually really um I I love that you've brought this to us, Lauren, this yeah. whole exercise, because <laughs> it is so the essence of felicity. Mm -hmm. Because we're doing what the last five episodes of the series. <laughs> did already did we're yeah. looking back we're yeah. like what are the mm -hmm. ripples what happens if this mm -hmm. happens i just i thank just you. love this chrissy thank you so much for making the connection that's why it's called a brain buster okay so I, my brain is busted. what happens if she's alias <laughs> yeah like does carrie russell become a break-off huge movie star or does the show flop because it's on the wb well she has a friendship with victor garber so that's wonderful show she'll win does victor garber even do the show though if it's on the wb and not on network yeah <laughs> he's a broadway guy they don't get, they don't yeah. get to have standards <laughs> here's my thing could have been pretty hot carrie russell and a bradley cooper hookup what do you think about that what have happened what have happened what if they were together like together. Still. Oh my god! What if we lived in a world where Bradley Cooper and Carrie Russell were just like Hollywood's number one it couple? Still, 
Oh my god, Lady Gaga wouldn't have fucking tried one thing at those Oscars. Oh no, oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. He would have been too busy direct. Yeah, no, no. Okay, so Carrie Russell does Alias. Mm-hmm. We don't yes. get Lady Gaga Star Is Born because Carrie Russell would watch those chemistry tests and be like, "That's not okay." Happening. Never mind. I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to live in that world. I take it all back. I take it all back. This uh, this was too scary. We went down the rabbit hole too far. I so, can't live in that world. <laughs> we have lost the hottest Oscars moment, the hottest, most upsetting Oscars moment performance, which is Bradley Cooper, <laughs> hottest and upsetting, and Lady Gaga singing always. to each other's cheeks. That's gone. And we've also lost 100 people in a room. We've lost, we've probably lost House of Gucci. Because she's not booking House of Gucci if she didn't do Star is Born. Yeah. No, you're yeah. absolutely I mean, right. I don't know if Argo is a movie. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. We have to Ben Affleck doesn't win the best picture. And then, I mean, we have a Ben Affleck who's down. We already thought we had one. No, no. Okay. Stan Stan. We also lose Gone Girl. We lose Gone Girl because Ben (gasps) hasn't gone through the pain and trauma that he needs to do in order to fully do Gone Girl. We have to put everything back. Uh, Stan Stan, we have to take a commercial break. No Patrick Harris. I have to to close Pandora's box that I opened. I have to close Pandora's box. Close Megan's box. It's all real. Close Megan's box. We're going to close Megan's box. (laughs) And we'll be right back. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. All right, we are back. And unfortunately, once you open up Megan's box, you can't put anything back in it. Uh, If you don't know what we were referring to by Megan's box, then you need to do a deeper rewatch of Felicity. (laughs) Which... 
Speaking of Grey's, and Amanda Foreman is all over the Shondaland verse. Oh, yeah. Uh, she played a very long, recurring, terrifying part on Private Practice. Mm-hmm. God bless her for everything she went through on that show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, look, we have to talk about it. You know, one of our classic games here is Pitch Fire. So we have to do a pitch. We have to put Chrissy, the Emmy-winning writer, in charge of a project that... It's a little wobbly. We need her expertise. Yeah, course, yeah. The project's called Felicity at 40. Yeah. That's what the show is called. <laughs> it's a working title. Felicity at 40. So I need you to tell me some things about this show, okay? You've, we're interested in your vision of the project here at We Stand Studios. So is this going back to the CWWB land? Or is it on a streamer? Where are we? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for the question and for the meeting. Um, I appreciate the time. Yeah, did they get you water? Take the time. They did mm-hmm. offer me some water. I declined it. Okay, it's my first power move when I walk into these situations. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, she the girls knew, so she didn't know. <laughs> girls knew. Okay. So yes, as I mentioned, I think this is medical drama. I think her and Ben are working at a hospital similar to a Meredith Grey and Patrick wow. and Derek Shepard sort of a situation. Wow. Noel <gasps> has um, developed some sort of like medical tech, like medical tech app. Yes! You know, like one of those things mm-hmm, that's like very mm-hmm. big right now. Blah, blah, blah. Greg, Sean, Sean is actively trying to push pharmaceuticals and all of these new sort of startups that are like... You know, those ads you see on the subway yeah, that's like yeah, a startup yeah. for a medical procedure that there shouldn't be a startup for. That's what, like, Sean's doing. So he's still in the realm. He's always pitching Ben and Felicity this because they're the co-chiefs of the hospital, by the way. No, Felicity's the chief. Oh, okay. All right. What is Elena doing? Is Elena alive? I can't get into that yet. So, yeah. So what? So one of my questions was, yeah. who's dead? Who's, who's dead? Who's alive? Great question. I think Elena has to be dead only because... <gasps> I would love to see... Uh, no, she has to be alive for the reboot, obviously. But canonically, if we're asking me what I actually think happened, she should be dead right. at the end of the series. Right, right. Logically, yeah, yeah, yeah. she should be dead. But let's bring her back from the reboot. Why not? Yeah. She's a chief at a competing hospital. Let's say that. Oh, my wow. God. So we Huge still get that her. classic Felicity and Elena conflict competition mm-hmm. that we love. Tracy's dead. I think Tracy's going to be dead. I think Elena is. She's on the market. I love it. I love it when Elena dates. That's like my favorite in Felicity. So I'd like to see her dating again. So are Ben and Felicity rock solid Mm -hmm. or do we have uh, moments of doubt? You know, things they go through, other people that come in and out. Uh, You know, of course, it's the classic thing. Like you spend your whole first series getting the characters together and then the mm-hmm. minute you get a reboot you have to destabilize them we saw this but you must and just like that we saw this with sex and city the movie sex and city the movie too and mm-hmm. just like Maybe that sex and <laughs> we've seen it countless mm-hmm, times mm-hmm. from my jo- michael patrick <laughs> King. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is he an ep mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you can bring him on as an ep oh. yeah we can package that he's willing mm-hmm. do you think that would be our job <laughs> but we're, you, we're asking you the writer <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll bring him on <laughs> okay good Here's something. Uh oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Felicity wants to be open. <gasps> mm-hmm. It would never. Yeah, it would never make. It would not make any sense character wise. But mm-hmm. I'm so tired of Ben being the one who flounders she in the relationship. Likes to complicate her life. So she does love. The, there's that. To complicate her life. Yeah. Well, speaking of what's going on with Ben's kid, 
That is always the thing that I've, and I've watched this. I should have added this to my cred. I do a Felicity rewatch every year. Yeah. It's the one thing that I'm always just like, oh, God, I hate this. Like, it's horrible. I hate, I hate the it. Ben's kid thing. And Lauren, who plays Dr. Cuddy on House. Good for her. Mm. Is she, she, maybe she comes, maybe mm-hmm. Lauren is gone and just the Dr. Cuddy character from House <laughs> reappears. Mm-hmm. I also think there is a world in which you do Felicity at 40 in a tight movie and it's all framed in documentary. You know, obviously, oh. that's how that's how you do a quick reunion. You do a documentary hour and a half long special. That's like Sean getting an update on everyone's life, things like that, where it's not right. you don't have to do a whole 10 episode season. Sean's doing like a GoFundMe for a documentary. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, Sean mm-hmm. is still pounding the damn pavement. He's trying, he's trying to get anything he can launched. But I wouldn't want to add TikTok into the world personally. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Wait, 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 wait. We all know what Sean's doing, though. He's doing TikToks for some big brand. Like, he's working for, like, I don't know. What's, like, the last thing you would ever want that character to be connected to? Something involving children? Because <laughs> he's just a little too into it and it feels a little gross. Okay, wow. <laughs> put a lot in this character that I didn't see. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I think the way that he's, I don't know. I think Sean and Megan are divorced, personally. Oh, yeah. Wow. I think- Sean could be dead. Megan could have just straight up killed Sean. And our, I recently watched a clip, and it made me so sad when Megan asked Felicity if they're still really going to be friends. Wait, in real life or in the show? No, in, in the, the show. show. But it made me sad, because I was like, oh. Yeah. I do think they are probably friends, but they're the type of friends that the minute one of them moves to another city, it's kind of, it's a little bit over and done yeah. with. Gotcha. Yeah, it's hard for them to keep up. And it's it's true. It, it's also generational, I'll say, um, with them being, as we identified, a little older than me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's hard if you didn't go to college when there was, like, a lot of group chats and stuff like that. Like, the, mm. the infrastructure wasn't there. <laughs> you have to add people later. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. It is. It's harder to keep. Like, you will keep up with your best friend, but, like, the fourth person over, mm-hmm. you're just not going to make the effort unless you're on the group And chat. phone yeah. numbers were changing so much in the early days mm-hmm. of cell Rapidly. phones. You know, Rapidly. every time you got a new phone, you had to yes. get a new number. I do remember oh, that. Yeah. Yes, and sometimes you would have to, like, if you moved area codes oh, for long yeah. distance purposes, it's crazy. Yeah. It was hard. So, And they're older than me, so they're 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 facing that. That could be an episode. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. That could be. I actually think Megan's probably running a daycare. I do think she's working with kids. <laughs> I think so. I love that. She's I love doing that. magic. She's just like a preschool teacher. She's so like just pumpkin spice basic now. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's definitely the yeah. evolution. Yeah, that's type. Of- well, because that's where she came from, right? Like, remember the episode yeah. when her parents come to visit and she had like a totally different wardrobe? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how I, those are some, there's the I two takes on the IP and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, we can tell you're a real fan. Um, <laughs> did the girl get you water or did I ask? Sorry. I asked um, her for a coffee, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, that'll take a while. She She'll be here. You can wait outside with the other writers. Yeah. With the other writers. <laughs> As if it's a big casting call. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but we liked your idea a lot. So we're probably going to go with Chrissy Shackle first. Yeah. We got to hear. Oh, yeah. I love to sell got, in the room. 
we got some nephews and nieces coming in we gotta listen to you know i think in the spirit of the chaos of anything goes in the last season of felicity i think we gotta play the second game now go for it yes we gotta just go game after we gotta go double games. game 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 and just you know because you know there's a real actual head writer job hanging in the balance chrissy and your performance <laughs> on this game will be the definitive answer we need to whether or not you get this job we're gonna play a little game called they did didn't they and uh i'm gonna give you some iconic a-list celebrities and you're gonna tell me if they did or didn't guest on felicity bonus points if you can actually tell me what parts they played okay are you ready yes all right great you're gonna kick ass so the first one, and this is A-list for us, okay. it is... <laughs> yeah, you, you've entered Lauren's <laughs> mind. Okay, as far as the tears. Great. <laughs> but I was thinking about shared fandoms, and this person sure, is sure, at sure. the top of it for us, Chrissy. Uh, the one, the only, Kiko Ajina, who played Lane on Gilmore Girls. I actually knew that was the person you were going to say, and absolutely, <laughs> yes, she did. She was in... Two episodes, I think, at least two episodes, she was the student that needs the Plan B pill at the health clinic that Felicity is volunteering (laughs) at. And she, oh, no, she does more than two episodes because then she runs for student president Mm -hmm. against Greg, drops out, Felicity takes her place. So I think she does at least three. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, she did. Incredible. She did. All right. Well, we're going to stay in the world of Gilmore Girls, and you're going to tell me, did Lauren Graham book it? No. Lauren Graham did not. Lauren Graham was never on the show. I would have known immediately. You're absolutely correct. But doesn't it feel like she like should have been there somewhere? <sighs> she would have pulled focus for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. If she was there somewhere, you know who she could have played really well? Who? Maggie, the Terry Polo character mm-hmm. who has the, the yes. older woman who has an affair with Ben, the caterer. Yes. She oh would have been God. a terrific Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. she would have been a great Maggie. Uh, now, uh, I mean, I love Terry, but Terry's great in the role. It. All right, you're two for two. You're crushing it. This next one was a big star at the time. Did Noah Wiley ever guest star on Felicity? Big star at the time, editorializing from Lauren (laughs) (laughs) McFadden. This is tricky because he, to me, I was not an ER fan. I was like aware Mm -hmm. of him. So if he was, yeah, I don't think he did though. You're correct. He was never on it. But wow. I feel like if it I feels I strongly. it feels like he should have been and it also feels he like he fits into the world really right? well. Right. Like doesn't he feel and he was like friends. he feels like he could have been like somebody's older brother that like or like or like a grad student. Yeah, recent alumni yeah. kind of like hanging around. But he, and I feel like if I look deep enough on the internet I could find a fan fiction. I just haven't found that corner oh, yet. Well, yeah. All right. You'll find it. Or I'll write it. Okay. So, this next one, Empire's Taraji P Henson. Yes, yeah. She played one of the other RAs. She was an art student. Oh, wow. She was one of the art students, yeah. Oh, she was an art student? Yeah. (gasps) You're right. She was one of the art students. That's right. Yeah. Um, But you got it. You nailed it. All right. What about, and this is maybe the biggest star of all, One Tree Hill's Bethany Joy Lenz. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, I think so. Doesn't she play the character who... That professor that, um, I may be getting mixed up, but the professor that Felicity thinks is, like, trying to hit on her is actually hitting on this other student, and he, like, walks out, and it's Bethany Joy Lenz. Am I completely wrong? I don't know. If 
I don't remember that scene. This She did do it. She played a character named Gretchen. And the scene that I remember and the scene that I rewatched today was a scene where Felicity is being asked to critique underclassmen's artwork. And she's critiquing Bethany Joy's work. And she's like, oh, I love it. And the professor is like, but she didn't follow the assignment. And he like eviscerates Bethany's character, but Felicity really like, and it's this really awkward moment. I do think she's in other scenes, so I don't remember. And yes, I, I don't. Rem- I think she is the one. That she is doesn't she the one? speak in the second scene, but she walks out. Out okay. with this professor, as in it implies they're going on a date. Okay. 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 I didn't. I didn't remember the second scene, but yeah. All right, you nailed it. All right. Uh, all that kind of stuff in early aughts is treated like finger wag, not like yeah. Oh, that's a terrible ethical yeah. violation and predatory. It's like, uh oh, you're being kooky. <laughs> They do address it with the Elena storyline. Yeah. And the, uh, whatever, McGrath. I'm just going to editorialize again for a second. I do not understand how all these professors ended up in relationships with their students. The last thing I want is to spend more time (laughs) with my students. Get away from me. I don't want to be near you. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyways, back to the game. Uh, SNL's Keenan Thompson. Yes. Yeah. He plays... Oh, he plays that character that Elena meets when her eyes are um, messed up. Something happened to her eyes. Yeah. She's like temporarily blind and starts a love love interest with DeForest Ingram. DeForest. That's it. mm -hmm. He was adorable. He was on a couple episodes, right? Yeah, he was on several. All right. What about Justin Timberlake? No. If he was, and I missed it, that's insane. But I really confidently think he was not. He definitely was not, but do you think he and Carrie Russell ever text? Ever text? What's their connection? Oh, because Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Club. Mickey Mouse. Ba- no. No, I think she could see through him from a mile away. Okay. I think same th- issue too. She was like the oldest one. She like, was like the, the hot the older one. She was like she was like fifteen or sixteen with twelve and thirteen year olds. Like you might as well be a hundred years hard. apart. Yeah. All right, last one. Recording superstar Monica. Oh, I don't think so. She was. And I completely forgot. I completely forgot about this. But she's in the episode when Felicity enters the beauty contest to try to get money for school. (gasps) Oh, my God. She's her friend there. And uh, Monica, at the height of her career, is there guest starring and she sings old school Whitney Houston. (sighs) Right. Totally right. The beauty pageant episode is it's a skip for me sometimes. Wow. I, get, I, I love the beauty pageant. I love the Dawson's Creek beauty pageant episode. Mm-hmm. My God, one of the one of their <laughs> best. But I don't know why that one, the Felicity one, it's not for me. There's a lot of funny wish fulfillment in these shows, and we talked about it with One Tree Hill as well, where like they are pitched to the POV of a little bit of a nerdy girl, but there's always this thing of like, and suddenly you have to be the most popular girl in school. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I guess you're gonna have to be a beautiful beauty contestant. Yeah. Uh, and you meet Monica. We do. <laughs> it's like, whoa, mm-hmm. it's so fun to watch it as a young girl because you're like, whoa, a show about a girl who loves to study and it's like, I don't know yeah. what I want to do. Be a doctor, be an artist. And it's like, yeah, you have to be a beauty queen. Yeah, I know. And it's like, She's just so good at art and science. Which, that's something I love about Felicity's character, which I would say is analogous, is that the right word to use, to Pam Mm -hmm. Beasley on The Office. It's just like, she's okay. She's only okay at art. Like, I love that it just ends with her being like, no, I should be a doctor. Because she's like, only okay at art. Yeah. They don't try to make it seem like she's this great artist with untapped potential. She's fine. 
Okay. Yeah. I now have a different. I want to go back and and talk about Felicity at 40 in a different way. I now have a new dream. My new dream is it's actually a office reunion episode, but there's this like metaverse where like they somehow end up at like a Felicity con and we get Pam Beasley and Carrie Russell meeting in like a weird situation. Oh my God. (laughs) What it would work is perfect. (laughs) Is that Jim would be like, that girl show Felicity because he's like fundamentally an right. asshole. Well, and then and she would be like, "No, it's really good." Yeah, and then imagining Jim meeting Scott Foley, so funny. Pam meeting Felicity, so funny. And then like, assu- I-, I assume Andy or Dwight think they're the Ben, and then that's so funny. Oh, and uh, D- Dwight meeting Sean. Oh, Dwight, Dwight meeting, well, meeting Sean. Like, but that's <sighs> the thing is, Dwight refuses to admit that he's a Sean. He thinks he's the Ben, and everyone's like, "No, but you're the Sean." Like, they all have mirrors. There's something here. Uh, if you will. They all tethers, have yeah. tethers. They all have tethers. And um, Creed and Megan. <laughs> oh, and fall in love. <laughs> and the actress as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, just something, just a food for thought. There's something there. Anyways, I'm so sorry. No, that's fantastic. You know, I'm also yeah. having food for thought as well. I'm just sort of going through my own head of, you know, everyone talks about the central love triangle, Felicity being Ben or Noel. I actually, oh my God, I have a sweatshirt. This is Ben or Noel. I was going to wear it and I totally forgot. My friend made it for me and she was like, do you, oh, do you right. want this? And I said, yeah, <laughs> it just says Ben or Noel and it's the best sweatshirt that's ever existed. Um, but that's the central love triangle of the yeah. show. But also, you know, the central, the other central triangle is art or <gasps> medicine. Art or medicine. And wow. art is the riskier choice. And yeah. Ben is the riskier choice. So obviously she can't make two of the riskier choices. Wow. So she makes Ben in medicine. If she ever chose <gasps> Noel, then she should go with art, right? Yeah. I never saw that parallel before. Maybe it's like so glaringly obvious and I've just never seen it. But Well, like, it's also, now that you mention it, like Noel is also the more creative one because there's he's what oh, yeah. he, he's the creative yeah noel is creativity she does art with him she does that yeah. loser pet store whatever thing yeah and then fucking ben starts studying to be an emt and oh my god that was weird um weird <laughs> <laughs> huh this is this is wow there's so much you can see something a hundred times a million times endless times and still make new discoveries and that's what's beautiful about television <laughs> the WB specifically, specifically the, the WB, WB. because oh specifically there's nothing I watch more than reruns of TV shows from the WB. Oh, no. Well, oh, that that one frog wrote all the shows. Yeah, that one frog and was he so good. Had a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think we're going to need to take one more quick break before we come back for Caitlin's huge thesis. Uh, Thank you. We're going to need to stretch before we get into this one. We'll be right back. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we are. My calves have never been looser. I am ready to dive <laughs> oh in. I'm <laughs> concerned about that, frankly. You should be a little bit tighter. You want to nope, be able to stand. Nope, <laughs> nope they are just. <laughs> They're a noodle. Yeah, my muscles are literally slipping and sliding off my bones. Ooh. Oh, that is that Does is that really sound tough. Healthy? 
<laughs> Look, I just want to take you through a, a quick thesis that's really just based on one scene that is, for some reason, the scene that comes to mind for me when I think about Felicity. And I have to get a huge shout out to angelfire.com because that helped me find the exact episode and scene that I was looking for. Uh, unfortunately, due to recent events of the past three or four years, when you Google Felicity Cheater, mm. a lot of Felicity Huffman news comes up. Oh, God. And not God a lot damn of her. YouTube. <laughs> I know. Go back to prison. <laughs> okay. You're hurting Felicity re- memories. But this... Uh, this angel fire called Felicity, a Ben centric view. Chrissy, I'll DM you. <laughs> Thank you. I actually would like to read that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would like knew, to read it as well. Knew what I was talking about. So, this is a scene from season four. I've officially become a cheater. a cheater. I am a cheater. I cheated on Ben. No, I cheated on this paper. Okay, fine. You're a cheater. Just don't get caught this time. It's getting published. Everyone is going to see it. Oh. Everyone, all 10 people that read the UNY journal. Did you at least get rid of the dissertation? No. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, but that guy who works there, he freaks me out. He scares me. (sighs) Okay, look, just go to Carnes and tell her you don't want it published. I can't. She'll get suspicious. Do you know nothing about breaking the rules? When they get suspicious, deny. Deny, deny, deny. Deny what? Hey. Hey, what are you telling her to deny? Nothing. My, um, art history paper is being published. Really? Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah, she finished the whole thing in one day. Megan, it's true. Well, um, congratulations. Oh, my gosh. Um, So this comes on the heels of... Felicity has plagiarized a 30-page paper uh, from a dissertation in the library. And this is shortly after she has cheated on Ben with Noel. And so my thesis that we've already kind of touched on is that Felicity is not a particularly good person. And that's what makes the show really watchable. (laughs) And I've never seen a show come to terms with that. Like, I found that seemed so shocking when I watched it in real time because I was like, wow, she's really saying it all. And Ah! she's right. And like the show knows that. I knew it. (laughs) I didn't know the show was aware of that. And I actually remembered it as being so much more dramatic than it was. And I don't I I think that's just something I've put on it over the years. It's actually pretty funny to me, especially Mm -hmm. Amanda Foreman's performance as Megan. And that's also like, Felicity's not cool enough to pull this off the way Megan would have been, or at least thought she would have been. Like, she didn't have the Mm. ego to get through it. And it is like we're watching someone who has main character syndrome, but they are actually the main character (laughs) of the show. And she fails up all the time in this meeting that she's going to have with Professor Carnes, who is, of course, played by Jane Lynch. Of course. Absolutely. Why wouldn't it be? As, as she said, it, they, she thought she was going to get in trouble and it turns out they're going to publish it. But I also think we root for her because she's she's so unsure of herself. Yeah. She's so fear-based. And in fact, she does one brave thing as the inciting incident of the show mm-hmm. and then like is so terrified at all times in this way that seems really realistic. Like I think that mm-hmm. is something... I was a very nervous, I think, teen and college-age person. And yeah. I I always was like could see more of myself in her than in the other shows. Interesting. Like like One Tree Hill, which came out later, those characters are so bold to me, and I love them more because they Mm. aren't like me. 
Interesting. <laughs> but I was, see, I was more like her. Yeah. It's really impressive because, yes, the characters yeah. in One Tree Hill are making bold choices, but they're, like, sort of confident in those bold choices. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Felicity is, that's what I think is so incredible. I rewatched this. My mom had never seen this last year. So I started, when I did my rewatch, I started rewatching it with her. And she was Mm -hmm. like, she, I, (laughs) at the beginning, I could tell she did not like Felicity. She was like, what is she doing? Specifically, another cheating moment she does in school is when she rewrites Ben's paper (laughs) in season one. That was like a, that was like a final straw for my mom because that's insane. But yet again, She's she she's a character that makes these bold decisions, but you're right, has such indecision about the bold decision. Just sort of like makes mm-hmm. it and then is haunted by her own decision. And that is sort of what the whole episode will revolve around. It's like Felicity did this one thing that she wasn't sure of, but she did it spontaneously. And now, oh my God, I can't believe I did it. And everything's wrong. Yeah. And oh my God. And that's how actually making decisions works. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't pivot super easily like the thing about one tree hill or even a pacey uh or even a, a buffy situation mm-hmm. is when they make a mistake and it's like oh, i lost it's like they can sit in that loss and be kind of spunky about it and think like what yeah am i going to plan next i couldn't do that like i was yeah. so fearful of losing that i i just because i didn't believe in myself to have any resilience yeah and so in a way it was interesting to watch someone who did make all those mistakes and then like was going through the hell I would have <laughs> Yes, she, everything is life That's and crazy. death for her, which is how everything feels then. Yes. Oh, she's perfect. Yes. And there's growth, but not like a tremendous amount because it's four years. And yeah. it's, it's just not forever. Yeah. Like, but it feels like, I think like the thing that it captures, like, I, was, I don't know, when I was rewatching it during lockdown, because obviously we all reach for our comfort blankets, I was more entrenched in academia than I had ever been in previous rewatches. And the thing that I was realizing about like the perspective of like the of student life is I was like, oh, wow, it is such a temporary moment in your life. But it feels like all of the messaging you're getting 24 hours a day from your teachers, from your parents, from everyone is making it feel like every decision you make is going to impact the rest of your life in just the most significant possible way and it's just like the stakes are you're tricked into thinking the stakes are so high and and i get it like listen a college education even in 99 was really expensive so it's a really big investment so you do want to take it seriously do you want to take advantage of it but it's just framed in such a wild way to most students and i like hadn't really like i don't know i just was like oh this is brilliant how they're like framing this up and students put that on each other yeah too and like that you have to be perfectly formed at the end of college which is laughable i mean (laughs) fully laughable except for me because i was yeah 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 but that's the exception that proves the rule like it's kind of one of those things but i think that's what's so good about the show they were so keyed into that and another aspect is like she thinks everything's life or death and and that's why she's not flimsy with her relationships that's like one of her redeemable traits is she's so loyal she's like so immediately loyal to pink power ranger amy joe johnson yes Yes. after having one meeting like one chance encounter with her in school and it's like oh she's now my best friend 
And so funny. And that plays into the same reason she haunts herself with these bad decisions is because she's like, it's really important if I do anything wrong to these people, they're going to hate me for the rest of their life. And this is like my lifelong person. It's so true. There is one aspect of uh, Felicity that um, rocks my world every time I think about it. Please. Please. So you're, are you all familiar with the Riley Weston aspect? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Please explain to the listeners that. Okay. So even the the hardcorest of stands for Felicity may not know about this wild tidbit, which is that there um, is this actor and writer who mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. a real life younger situation, a show I have not watched, but I know the basic premise of, made herself appear as if she was 18, 19 years old when she was going into like meetings. She had an original pilot, like trying to get a job and sort of presenting herself as this like young upshot, like wonder kid, like young genius who could be really clicked in to the college experience because she was a young college age girl college age mm-hmm. girl so she gets hired to write for felicity the one episode she writes oh, no. is in the middle of season one that she herself has a part in so she wrote herself a part <gasps> on camera which I is that part oh iconic behavior and then uh, I, I read a lot about this uh just like i didn't want to misrepresent apparently she was fired mm-hmm. before they fi- found out that she was older she was just like not renewed on her contract or whatnot and then they realized that she was also older and it you know got all these write-ups and everyone was like oh my gosh this felicity writer has been posing as an 18 year old girl when she was oh i should say 32 fully a 32 year old woman been working in the industry for over a decade well that's a part i don't understand is like she had been on like growing pains who's the boss third rock from the sun sister act two like she was around it was a different time yeah if you wanted to watch a reel, it was probably on a VHS. Like, it's not on the think, internet. That's true. I think she did use a different name, right? But it's still, like... All I know yeah, is... Yeah, it's insane. It's mind-boggling. Have either, it's a brainbuster. Have either of you been on her website? Like, the, her current website? No. Oh, it is a trip. I will be putting no. it on, links to it on our social media. It is wild. Um she is still out there creating she likes to go by rowdy riley now okay she loves tequila um that's that's definitely for sure but she continues interesting personality quirk (laughs) you know she continues she's continuing to be in the business but i guess also be a country music artist okay she's getting another show based on her i mean this is amazing she's like she her about me says riley weston has worked as an actress and a writer on many television shows and feature films she is now living in nashville focusing on her music career and her writing this woman is amazing and i love that like she still predominantly features her time at felicity in her bio (laughs) like she has no shame about it like i we all need to take a page out of her right i can't imagine going into a meeting and being like yeah, I just graduated. Apparently, she sold herself to like the Felicity writers of like, I feel so connected to Felicity. I can be a voice oh, of a young woman in the room. And they were like, Yeah, and your pilot is solid because, yeah. she, because she was a 32 year old writer who had been around. Like, uh, this woman, I, I need to know where the Netflix docuseries is about her. I want to spend 
at least nine full hours just binge watching every detail of this woman's life because there's a lot to learn from Riley Weston. A lot. Just wild. Honestly, is it time for is it time for Carrie Russell to play this woman? <gasps> oh my god. That's Felicity yes. at 40. <laughs> it's been time. It's been time. That's so good. It would be so funny and so mad. I would delight in that. So deeply. And so would Riley Weston. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you can't get this woman because no. she just loves it. <laughs> She's going to love it. She's going to be at that premiere. She's going to oh, be. Yeah. She's going to write a song and win. She's going to EGOT based yeah. off this story. She's going to Tanya Harding that so hard. Like, in the joy, I mean. Like, when Tanya Harding was at the I, Tanya premiere, she fucking loved every second of it. <gasps> okay, good. I did need that explanation, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's typically not the verb. She's going to Tanya yeah. Harding <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, the new updated version of what that means. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Understood. Understood. Yeah, Understood. I do speak um, my own language. <laughs> no, but it's a beautiful one. Thank you. It's a beautiful one. Um, well, this has been an amazing four years that we've spent on <laughs> talking. It's just so crazy. This. It is the wildest show because, as you said at the beginning, you think it's going to be straightforward. And, like, uh, once you start to unpack Felicity, you know that there's no linear lines. And you can just, you have to, you just have to let Jesus take the wheel. It's so that's what I love good. about it. It's so it's fantastic. I <laughs> to rewatch and to start the first few episodes mm-hmm. is always jarring to me because I remember it as like this grounded show, but that also had like a lot of looseness and laughs mm-hmm. and stuff. But the first four episodes really are they're a mood board. Yeah. They're truly just yeah. a mood yeah. board of sweaters yeah. Yeah. and sad drab music. It's so good. Oh. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's it's very nineties mm-hmm. in the beginning. It's it's not it's not yet a bridge to the arts. I will say that is one of the most fascinating parts about watching it is like we are traveling through time. We start in the nineties and we do not end in the nineties, and it's a wild. And that's not even accounting for the time travel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not accounting for the time travel. <laughs> well, uh, Chrissy, if our stand stands want to travel through the internet to find you, where can they do oh that? Oh my gosh, you can follow me at Chrissy S H on Twitter, Chrissy Sh, and that's it. You can follow me on Instagram, but I, you know, I delete it every so often. I'm not on there, and that's not, yeah. you yeah. know, I'm not putting funny stuff on there. That's, no, but every now and yeah. then she is putting up free concert tickets. And thank you again. Yeah, that, that was, was a so great nice. show. I'm so glad you took this. <laughs> it was great. Wow. All right. Insider tips for New York City right here. <laughs> we stand together. Well, you can find us at We Stand Social. And you know we're going to be doing WB Madness for a while. Mm-hmm. We've done One Tree Hill. We've done Felicity. Uh, DM us. Scream and shout at what shows you definitely want to hear us discuss m- moving forward. Of course, you can always send a voice memo uh, or a screed that we could read on any of these wonderful topics. And, you know, if you are just like, mm, num, 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 I need more We Stand immediately. Uh, we've got a show <laughs> this week. This this is coming out on yes. Tuesday, April 12th. And we have a show Wednesday, April 13th, uh, 7 p.m. And guess what, folks? If you're not in New York, you can buy a live stream ticket, baby. Yeah, so that's easy. That's, that's so easy. easy. And it's at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. So it's like early. You're getting home time for Felicity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really important. And um, and if anyone knows the WB Frog and can get him on the show. Oh, my God. We'd love to have him on the show. Honestly, we're going to save a chair for the WB Frog right next to the chair that we always save for Joshua Jackson. If either of them are available, 
there's always you can always come home. I've never seen those two in the same room at the same time. (gasps) And with that, goodbye, Stan Stans. (laughs) Later, Stan Stans. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.